It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final podcast of the year 2020. Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network on this New Year's Eve day, December 31st into a Friday, January 1st. Welcome, everybody, to the program. It is a Locked On crossover Thursday. Lucas Braun, the host of Locked On Vikings, will join me as the Lions will take on the Vikes coming up Sunday afternoon at Ford Field. So we'll hear from Luke coming up momentarily. We're brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. Made for football watching, thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they join another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different. Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch, it's the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. We'll get you an injury report, an update on what's going on with the Lions as they get ready for this game on Sunday. One guy we will not see is Kenny Galladay. I want to talk about his situation. We'll do that momentarily. You can follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. It is our final show of the calendar year 2020. We'll be with you after the game on Sunday. I just want to thank everybody for listening, participating, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, sticking with us. It's been an interesting year. It's been a a, a really terrible calendar year from such a huge standpoint with the pandemic and and everything else. And look, I'm a parent. Many of you listening are parents. You know what you've gone through with your kids and having to to, uh, quarantine and and homeschooling and and e-learning and everything that we've been through. And For Lions fans, you hope that 2021 is better because certainly this past year was an unmitigated disaster. The teams won five football games, the firings, everything else, and we'll see where this all goes. But um, I just want to shout everybody out that listens and pays attention and and participates with us. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, This is my fifth season doing this show going back to 2016, and uh, I really enjoy doing it, and I want to thank all of you. Um, for your your listenership and your friendship for many of you as well. Kenny Galladay, uh, Daryl Bevel said today, is not expected to play Sunday again for the Lions in their game against the Minnesota Vikings. Kenny Galladay has been out since November 1st. All right? He's going to be missing the last 10 games, excuse me, 11 games of the season with a hip injury. Uh, I have done research. I've talked to sources. I've tried. I've tried to unearth some sort of uh, uh, um, story here, or at least a reason why this hip injury, which was supposed to keep him out a few weeks, and then he had a little bit of a setback, has kept him out two months. Two months. Kenny Galladay has been out with a hip injury. Didn't have surgery. They never put him on the injured list. 
It's been week to week since November 1st. And again, he's going to miss the last 11 games of the season. And some people will say, well, wait a minute. You know, what's going on here? Is there an underlying factor? Remember, Kenny Galladay uh, is a free agent at the end of this year. And the Lions did their damnedest under Bob Quinn's leadership to try and get Kenny Galladay extended and get him a long-term contract for months, both in the offseason and leading into the regular season. All right, Galladay wanted more money than Bob Quinn was willing to give. They negotiated for a while, and Galladay spouted off on Instagram after the big game that he had against Arizona. Um, maybe it was the Atlanta game where he had he had six catches for 114 yards, and he basically was like, you know, you're going to have to pay me. So I don't remember what he wrote on Instagram. So now uh, here we are going into week 17, and he's going to miss his 11th straight game with a hip injury that the team has never disclosed was major, never put him on injury reserve, nothing. So it's almost like maybe Galladay and his agent said, we're shutting this down. Will Kenny Galladay be back next year? I don't know. But if I'm the Lions, I do everything I can to keep your best wide receiver. A guy that racked up 1,000 yards the last two years, each of the last two years, was number one in the NFL in touchdown catches a year ago. He's a former third-round pick. He's young. He's only been in the league four years. You want that kind of guy on your team, and you want to extend him long-term. Taylor Decker got an extension. Jared Davis, of course, did not. And, and he's going to be gone. But Kenny Galladay, to me, this is a layup. But Bob Quinn wouldn't pay him what he wanted. And now you've got, you know, interim folks in the front office. They're not going to get a deal done now. But the question is, with the injury and the fact that he only played in five games this year, caught 20 passes for 338 yards and two touchdowns, what's his future? And did Kenny Galladay sell out the Lions and say, screw it, I'm not playing. I'll wait for my payday. I'm not going to go out there 80%, 90% with a sore hip and, and try to give it a go. Till I'm 100%, and maybe he never was. I don't have the answer. Galladay did speak with the media a few weeks ago and said, I'm a loyal guy, I'd love to be here. I think he said all the right things. But don't some of you have the same feeling I do that Kenny Galladay is going to tell the Lions, I don't want to be here? I was, uh, I, I felt it was a slap in the face, the way I was treated last offseason uh, with the offer, and let me out of here. Now, the Lions could tell Kenny Galladay, tough, we're not letting you leave. We'll slap the franchise tag on you. But remember, if the Lions do that, and Galladay's cap hit would be around $15.5 million, they would have very little cap space with Stafford's contract and Galladay's contract and Trey Flowers and some others for this offseason. And if this is a full-fledged rebuild, we might see all those guys gone. And they might just let Galladay walk. But again, who's going to be a wide receiver? Marvin Jones is leaving. Danny Amendola's not coming back. And if Galladay's gone, you're left with Cephas and Agnew. So I'm interested in seeing what they do with Kenny Galladay. He has said publicly he would prefer not to be franchised. He wants a long-term deal. 
Quote, being honest, I'd rather get a deal done. But if the franchise tag would come, I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. So, yeah, for sure, I want to get a long-term deal done. End quote. Very complicated situation with Kenny Galladay. But I have no information or inside info that tells me that he sat out these last 11 games on purpose. I don't have it. I could speculate. I don't really know the guy. He's a pretty quiet dude. But something didn't fit and something wasn't right this year with him. Because when he played, he's really good. He's really good. The plays he made in Atlanta, uh, setting up the the, the game-winning touchdown and everything else, uh, or the tying field goal or whatever it was, the, the winning field goal, excuse me, he's a baller. And if the Lions are serious about keeping good players around, you want to extend him. The question is, how long is this rebuild, if this is going to be a rebuild for the new general manager? We are going to have to... Wait and see on that. Don't forget about our friends at betonline.ag. Are you ready for these college football games tomorrow? The final four is here. Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. I think Bama's a 20.5-point favorite, according to betonline.ag, and Clemson's 6.5. You want to bet on those games? Go to betonline.ag, all right, for the best matchups and getting in on the action. There's only one place that has you covered. For all of these games, the college games, the NFL playoffs coming up next week, only one place we trust, and that's Bet Online. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, college football, bowls in full swing, and the games tomorrow, you want to get on the action with betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. It's the final Locked On crossover Thursday. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions. Week 17, Locked On Vikings, Luke Braun. As we uh, discuss this, what what is this, Luke? Is this a matchup? What, what, what are we doing here on Sunday? We finally got a preseason game. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> How you been, buddy? Oh, you know, it's been up and down with the team. As same as it ever was. How about you? You know, it, it's funny. We did so much stuff together in the summer, and we had the NFC North shows, and you know, you host the Vikings show. But as the host of the Lions show, I was I was carrying the torch for the uh, the purple and white gladiators. I was Mister Viking, saying they're going to win this division. I'm not buying Green Bay. And man, what happened this year? Well, it. I think it comes down to a lot of youth. Um, you know, there was the, the big concern in the off season was, you know, you're starting, you, they had 15 rookies coming into camp. They started four or five rookies um, and more as the season went on, as injuries kind of took their toll. And the worry was always, man, how are you going to start all those rookies when they don't have a preseason? That's going to cause a bunch of catastrophes. And lo and behold, many catastrophes befell the Vikings. You know, they had uh, Cameron Dantzler's playing well now. He's one of the highest graded rookies in the whole league. But first six, seven games, he was a disaster. He was blowing coverages. He was getting killed. Julio Jones had gave him his welcome to the NFL moment. 
Um, he's playing better now and you know the long-term prospects of that are great but it did kind of this this extra rookie thing this rebuild on the fly the vikings tried to do did cost him too many games in the early parts um if they were able to just go you know 500 in that first six seven games they'd be looking at a playoff spot and instead they uh they, they came out with so much of a catastrophe they had to basically be perfect down the season uh down the second half of the season to make it into the postseason and they were a little bit short of perfect Luke, uh, you know, if you had to, you talked about the youth a little bit and, and, and certainly the issues defensively. And boy, last couple of weeks with all the injuries, I mean, the Vikings can't stop anybody. How, how, how bad has that been to watch? Uh, yeah, this is a chance for. Uh, are there any contract ex- incentives going on in Detroit that any people want to hit? Oh, this is man. A chance to, uh, to pad some stats. They are starting nobody's at linebacker, they're starting Blake Lynch. Uh, who is a, an undrafted rookie out of Baylor who played uh, running back and wide receiver two years ago and then moved to, cor- to s- corner and then to safety and now to linebacker as they've asked him to put on weight. And then that's where he was in Baylor and now he's playing. So he's played linebacker for like a second and a half. He has no idea what he's doing, what he's looking at. Hardy Nickerson, uh, the son of that Hardy Nickerson, um, also kind of out of it and he didn't really make a team. He's been kind of a, uh, he was on the, the poor Bengals defenses and was kind of part of the reason for that. Um, yeah, they, they don't really have much to speak of for run defense. If you watch anything that the Saints did, obviously six touchdowns on Christmas for Alvin Kamara, um, watch the defensive tackles, watch the linebackers, people getting blown off the ball. I, I've been calling it soft. There's Charmin ultra soft. They, you can push them around. You can put them wherever you want. You can run on them. You can pass on them, I guess, if you want, although the coverage has gotten a lot better on that on that back end, and people really haven't needed to because they can run for nine yards of play by blowing you know, Jaleel Johnson and Hercules Mata'afa. Right now, they are starting more players that, that were cut this season than players that were intended week one starters, wow. and it's not close. It's just not the unit the Vikings intended, and it's not the unit any sane team would intend. Take me through the Kirk Cousins season. Uh, last year, it was like, wow, went on the road and won a playoff game in New Orleans. That's big time. That's why they paid him $30 million a year. Um, if you had to give him a letter grade for this season, what would it be? A letter grade? I think it's thoroughly a C, but with a lot of A's and F's in there. <laughs> uh, but I think it all probably averages a, out to a C. Uh, he had some games this year that were kind of disasters where he threw, you know, I go back to that Atlanta game where the Vikings kind of got blown out at home by a winless Atlanta team that just fired their coach. A lot of that was because Kirk Cousins threw three interceptions in the first half and the Vikings were kind of chasing the game from there. There are other games where he was eh, a little too conservative. Um, and there have been a couple games where he really kind of unlocked that peak ability and, and really played well, especially in clutch moments. Um, you know, what we've seen are improvements, I think, on some of the biggest critiques we had of Kirk Cousins. The the idea of him not being able to play under pressure, for example. He's really a lot better at working the pocket, scrambling out, being improvisational. And that's really nice to see. He was definitely, I think, pretty good. I think he was at his best in the fourth quarter. And most of those fourth quarters were not garbage time. They were, you know, one-score games, big clutch moments in the game. And I think that's really where Kirk played his best football. But ultimately... Um, I don't think he's consistent enough at doing the things we know he's capable of doing to be the reason you wins game. You win the game. Uh, he just hasn't really been the reason that they've been losing either. 
Uh, it's kind of the tractor trailer thing that, that I think is Bucky Brooks kind of lives and dies by where he's, he's not the tractor, he's the trailer and that's okay. He's a pretty good trailer, but he ain't going to be the reason, you know, if the Vikings are winning games, it's because the defense is playing better. It's because of, you know, Justin Jefferson It's because the offensive line finally had a good game. Um, so yeah, I, I give it, a, it was a fine season for Kirk cousins. It's certainly not his fault. The Vikings aren't in the playoffs, uh, but you know, you could probably identify plenty of places where you could have got more out of a better quarterback. Boy, Justin Jefferson has been uh, fantastic to watch and uh, quite a find, uh, certainly for Rick Spielman and company. Uh, Luke Braun locked on Vikings. Matt Derry locked on Lions. The the, the big question, you're going to ask me this. Um, obviously, we saw the Dalvin Cook news on Wednesday. Very sad. He will not play. Tell me about, you know, Alexander Madison, I'm assuming, and, and, and Boone and those guys. But, uh, you know, how many of the regulars are going to play? Because the Lions are playing to win this game, even though all of the fan base wants them to lose. Yeah, and I think the Vikings are going to be the same way here. I'm not sure what the deal is with uh, Alexander Madison. Um, he was in the concussion protocol, so he actually missed the game last week. Uh, and I don't know if he uh, has has practiced or not. Uh, they haven't, as recording this, they haven't posted the official injury report. But yeah, the Dalvin Cook thing, obviously very sad situation. He's going to go home and be with his family. Uh, but it'll probably be Mike Boone, who I think is a little closer to Dalvin Cook in in build. Um, his reads aren't necessarily as good. He's not as good at like picking the right gap, but he's got plenty of bursts and athleticism. And then, of course, Amir Abdullah, who you guys are pretty familiar with, will probably get a reasonable amount of carries as well. And that'll be kind of your one, two. Um, but yeah, it. I mean, what's what's the point of it all, right? It's only right. going to be a week 17 game. But, you know, the, I think both teams are going to go out and try to win this game because I think there's something as a head coach of saying we were seven and nine versus six and 10. And I think the same kind of thing applies to the lions where just that one win kind of changes the, the, the feeling of the whole thing. And you got to kind of send a message, especially when you have a young team to say, Hey, no, just go out and win. Don't think about draft position. Don't think about long-term. Don't think about tiebreakers and playoff scenarios and all this, just go out and, and beat the team in front of you and let the chips fall where they lie. That's always been the Vikings mentality. So they'll probably apply that here as much as a lot of the fans want them to lose so they can go up three spots in the draft. Let's talk about the Lions. We will do that coming up next. First, we got to tell you about our friends at Built Bar. I know Luke's been talking about it. I've been telling you about it for months. Really, it's the best protein bar, best tasting protein bar ever. I know I've ordered a bunch of boxes over the holidays. The white chocolate ones are still there at BuiltBar.com. And the great thing about Built Bar is they're good for you as well. The cookies and cream, 130 calories. Are you joking? So good. 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. It really is a great-tasting protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Go to their website now at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, again, for 20% off from our friends at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I'll bring it in. I won't do the tease. 
All right. It is Crossover Thursday here with Matt Derry, Locked on Lions. I'm Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings. So let's talk about the Lions a little bit because I'm curious as to where the Lions kind of go from here. I think when we talked over the summer about the Lions, I got the sense from you that you uh, you were worried that they were treading water a little bit. That, you know, they, yes. they trade away Darius Slay, replace him with Jeffrey Okuda. <clears throat> Best case scenario that is that's a wash right and that obviously isn't how things turned out and, and i'm curious as to where that secondary has been that lion secondary has been kind of a linchpin for years back in the, you know, the clover glover quinn days and slay and, and quandary Diggs. all those players are gone so where where is this lion secondary is this going to be an off-season priority or are they still kind of able to find guys if Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears and Peter Bukowski Locked On Packers were to uh, line up uh, at wide receiver this Sunday, the Lions couldn't cover them either. Um, <laughs> it, it, the, this defense needs an entire overhaul, and that, that's that's kind of where this is going. It's like, all right, they're five and ten. Sounds like Matthew Stafford's going to try and play, which he always does. I think if you look in the future, you say, all right, if they keep Stafford and don't trade him which everything's on the table and you're going to bring in a new head coach and a new general manager. Stafford's been here 12 years, hasn't won anything. He's a very good quarterback. But again, eventually he's going to go, eventually. Two years left on his deal is this year to do it. But the defense, I mean, Luke, no matter if you bring in a new GM and he says, listen, we're going to win right away, we're not rebuilding, blah, blah, you have to rebuild because the defense is so bad. You talked to me about the secondary. They replaced... Slay, uh, you know, with with Desmond Trufant and with a rookie in, in Jeffrey Okuda. Trufant's been hurt all year mostly. Okuda's been injured. When he played, he was ineffective. Uh, the safeties are bad. They just they had J. Ron Curse, your old buddy with the Vikings, starting at safety, starting because their other two starting safeties, Will Harris and Tracy Walker, couldn't play. So they move a special teamer like Curse up to play safety. He was suspended the first three weeks uh, for issues off the field. And then this week, he's been basically booted off the team for a reported a curfew violation the night before the game last week. Yeah. Oh, that's such a shame. Yeah. It was so, so much fun here in Minnesota because he was a really good like rotational role player. And it seems like that just did not bear out. No, no. But he should have been out. He shouldn't have been out there playing every snap as a strong safety. He's a, like you said, a third safety and a special teamer. But he became the Lions' best safety over the last few weeks because Deron Harmon's play has really dropped off, and the other guys aren't good. So, you know, you mentioned the Vikings linebackers. The Lions linebackers are actually healthy. They just suck. That's, that's, <laughs> it's just a big problem. So, you, you know, the guys up front are a little banged up. I would say the one guy, Romeo Okwara, at, at edge with nine sacks has had a nice year. Now, he's a free agent. But other than that, this defense needs... The first time... Yeah. yeah, you remember. Yeah, so time when I was scouting the Lions, Aquara was really like, oh, wow, he's like a powerful, he's a bad matchup for Brian O'Neill. Yeah, he could have a good game, but that's it, man. If you're sitting here going, well, maybe they only need four starters on defense. Maybe they only need five. No, this team is probably going to need eight or nine new starters on defense next season. It's it's that bad. Wow. So I guess let's 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 kind of go to that long-term place then, because obviously, you know, Matt Patricia's gone. Uh, the, the, the GM is gone. Um, you know, is, is this going to be, is, did Daryl Bevel earn the job or are we looking out and saying, maybe we can give a call to Eric Bieniemy or Brian Dable or Robert Slay or any of these guys. What, what's the temperature in, in Detroit around Bevel and around that, that head coaching surge? 
I would say Bevel's done a, a nice job. He's done the best he can do. He's a good guy, Mormon faith, all those things. But no, the, he's going to be gone. They're all going to be gone. I I would assume that there would be when, when this thing started and and Quinn and Patricia were fired. I said on the show the two assistants that have the best chance of retaining their positions are Braden Combs, the special teams coach, and Hank Fraley, the O line coach, who's done a really nice job. Uh, rumors has it Fraley's going to leave and go to UCLA. And Combs got fired weeks ago for calling a fake punt on his own and not telling the rest of the team or his boss, Daryl Bevel. So it's been that kind of a bleep show here. Braden Combs is a really good special teams coach. The Lions are a top five special teams unit in the league, according to PFF. So now, yes, I believe if you had to put a gun to my head and say, who's going to be the Lions next coach? I would guess that Robert Sala will be the guy. He's from Detroit, wants this job. They need a defensive They need help on defense. He's been a great coordinator in in San Francisco. He would be the leader in the clubhouse, in my opinion, uh, to get this opportunity. That would be pretty fun. Last time uh, the Vikings met him, uh, it did not go great for uh, for Kubiak and Fanski was in the building at the time and all that. But uh, I guess, so what do you think is going to happen with Stafford then? If they do bring in that that whole new staff and, you know, you bring in a defensive head coach, that means anything could happen for the offensive coordinator. You could go, you know, to a totally different scheme. You could bring in somebody off of McVay's staff and start running in a wide zone like the Vikings and Packers are. You could go elsewhere. Um, but what does that all mean for Matthew Stafford? Is he going to want to go through another rebuilding year or is it going to be time to trade him to a team that's, you know, got all the pieces and is just a quarterback away? You know, Luke, if I had to guess, I would say that Matthew Stafford and his wife are going to have to sit down and make the decision, do we go to Sheila Ford Hamp, the owner, and Rod Wood, the president, and say, guys, get us out of here. We've been here 12 years. We love it here. It's time to go. Or are they so loyal and love this community so much, and Stafford only wants to play in one uniform, and Stafford says, I'm going to honor my contract and be here for two more years. That's possible. So also remember... They interviewed Lewis Riddick for the general manager's job. They've interviewed Scott Pioli and Tom Dimitro, uh, Thomas Dimitrov. If all of these guys get a chance and one of them becomes the GM, let's say, let's use Riddick for an example. Lewis has openly said on Monday Night Football and on Twitter, Stafford's great. I love him. I keep him. So let's say Riddick gets a GM job and tells the Fords, I'm not trading the quarterback. Why, why don't we build around him? And Stafford, I, that there's a chance he stays. But again, they had a chance this past year at number three to draft Stafford's replacement or at least the next guy in either Tua or Justin Herbert, and they didn't go anywhere near it. They took a cornerback. So now are they going to get a new GM, and and if they get the third pick or the fourth pick or fifth, and they can get Justin Fields, would they do that? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows right now. Yeah, that's what's interesting to me is who like whose whose hands is this really in, you know? Because you have to make that decision with Stafford before the draft. You can't like draft a rookie then trade him, right? Right. Right. Everybody will already have their their things set up. There won't be as much of a market. So you kind of have to make that decision and maybe it depends on on the results of this game. If Detroit Detroit right now as it stands is picking 7th, but there's a huge glut of people. If you win and go 6 and 10, you could go all the way to to 13th, 14th. If you lose and go uh 5 and 11, you could fall all the way down to the top 5. So so, yeah, that that I think probably decides a lot. If you're picking fourth, and you know Zach Wilson's on the board, right? That could be a much different decision. So I, I'm fascinated to see where the Lions go from here because 
you know, like I, the Vikings and Vikings fans have talked a ton about stagnation. You know, Mike, Mike Zimmer's been in the building for seven years. They've always been kind of in the playoffs, but sort of an also ran or 500 or kind of hovering around that, uh, that nine and seven within two games of nine and seven, just about every year. Um, so, you know, and, and you look at that and then you say, well, Stafford's been there for 12 years and it's been about the same kind of stagnation. Do people want to keep Matt Stafford around? I mean, maybe the Lions do if it's like Lou Riddick or whatever, but like, do you guys want to keep Matt Stafford? I mean, I'd like to see something different. I mean, I'm I'm a fan and a host of this podcast. I'd like to see something different, but I, I also, you know, the new general manager is going to have to make that call. And you're right. It's either going to be, I'm building around this guy. We're not that far away. Or I'm blowing this entire thing up. I'm going to trade Stafford. The Lions right now only have five draft picks. So they've traded some away. So Stafford would net you draft capital that you need. Um, and, and, right? So I don't know. I, I think people have had enough. And it's not that they hate him. He's had some really good games. He's a warrior. He plays through all these injuries. He's got a rib problem, an ankle problem, and a, and a finger problem right now. And he's probably going to play. So you admire that. But... 12 years of the same guy, I, I think, like you mentioned, if a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields were there, I think it would you know, be some jersey sales and there would be some intrigue about who's under center next year and it would be a different, different field to what has been for the last 12 years, a lot of losing. Yeah, so I guess we should still try to pick this game. Uh, BetOnline.ag has uh, the Vikings minus 6.5. Uh, I honestly, I have no idea what to make of this game. So I guess I'll go Homer and say the Vikings cover and go to six, uh, go to seven and nine and win their way. I mean, they're the, the draft pick for them is much lower leverage than it is when you're in the top 10. They're going from like nine to 14. They'll get somebody there. Um, but that's a lot different than being between, you know, fourth and 10th and you're looking at a quarterback more than the Vikings are too. So I'll say the Vikings, the Vikings take it and knock the, the lions into the, into the top yeah. seven. I mean, I think I think the the Lions will lose. Uh, I think they're going to play really hard, unfortunately, because I'm hoping they lose. Uh, I think Stafford will play. I think Marvin Jones wants a little uh, free agency showcase game. DeAndre Swift. They're going to play all these guys, so they're going to try to win. But I think the Lions' defense. This will be high scoring because both defenses are so bad. But I think the Lions' defense is still worse. And you know, if Cousins and Jefferson are out there, that could be a, a lethal combination all day. So. I'm with you on the Vikings. Say it again. Jefferson chasing a, uh, a rookie record for the Vikings. I think like 47 yards behind Randy Moss's rookie season. Yeah. Passing so that's uh, that's what I'm thinking, Luke. I, I think the Vikings will win too, but I think the Lions will play hard. I don't think it'll be like last Saturday where the Lions just laid down against Tampa Bay. I don't think it'll be that type of game. Yeah, that was that was tough. It was. Well. I, I suppose the next time we'll talk, it'll still be our off. It's our off season now, but <laughs> we'll talk again later in the off season, Matt. But thank you so much for coming and giving us the skinny on on where the Lions are at. All right, brother. Thank you, Luke Braun, Locked On Vikings, Matt Derry, Locked On Lions. The Thursday crossover. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.